Oh. Oh, recording? Better leave the meeting. <laughs> All right. We're on the record. Did anyone else get the weird lady going, this yes. meeting is yep. being yep. recorded? Mm, yeah, creepy. Got all, you've got all these, like, you know, like Google and Alexa and Siri, all these, like, pleasant female, normal-sounding human voices, and then Zoom's like, no, let's let's go for the 1980s robot. <laughs> How good what are you doing, Dave? This is highly irregular. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Dave. I can't save in that file format. Yes. <laughs> Uh, Eric's got the sunglasses back on. Is, oh, Eric, gotta do it. so good. Gotta do it. So good. Oh, genuinely, Eric, like you just, you look like you're about to go out and buy a quart of Jim Beam and a pickup truck. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's a good it's, filter. This is why Zoom must be so popular, just because of little gimmicks like that. Like, it must be the reason why it takes off. Um, you know, put some funny glasses on somebody and away we go. <laughs> it's just filters for businessmen and women, isn't it? Well, Zoom is not really used too much in the business setting. Oh, wow, Eric. That's a... You look like the hamburger. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> that is a specific hamburger. reference. That is, that is amazing from you, Nick Barry. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> Content. Oh, yeah, is it supposed to be the hamburger? I don't know. I should. I wish I. Had I don't a think the hamburger had a hat though. He's the little. He's the purple dude, right? No, that's grimace. Hamburger was the burglar. The burglar. I think he, he had a black hat. Yeah. Did he? Yeah, like a. So. Yeah, he had like a black cricket cap, like the kind of flat, wide brim. Yeah. yeah. Very, very dapper for a thief. Kind of oh like yeah, a right. Yeah, he had like a pork pie hat. The mask is not too bad though. Who was the other one? There was Grimace. Grimace. And there was Birdie. Oh, there was a guy is... at school with high blood pressure we used to call Grimace. It's pretty horrible. Birdie, oh my God. <laughs> wow, what were McDonald's thinking? What were they, oh, what were they it's doing? It's a terrible story to talk about. <laughs> it felt like that one just went straight oh, through I... the radar. Well, there was Guys. Grimace. Grimace was the younger brother. And then the guy in my year, he was actually a good mate of mine. He was pig. Because <laughs> he, he was pig. <laughs> Oh, it's so, crucial. Yeah, it's, school can be a tough place. Can I just point out that if you look up Birdie as an image search, there are a lot of versions of Birdie, and they all look very different. Like, Birdie is, has, I'm going to state that Birdie has had more looks than Madonna in the Who's 80s. It's one of the McDonald, the Ronald McDonald crew. You would recognize her from our childhood, Big Dog. I'm sure I there would. There you go. Oh, yeah, yeah okay. Nice to see it. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know that thing was supposed to be a bird. It, it doesn't really look like a bird, does it? It's got yeah. overalls on. Looks like a duck. That yeah. is a type of bird. On the McDonald's wiki, fandom.com wiki, it's, yeah. it's, the full name is Birdie the Early Bird. So presumably it's uh, maybe so a So she does breakfast. Hair, uh, hair color brown. Species bird. Brackets. Most likely a canary. Duck. A canary. <laughs> Well, that's what Big Bird is. He's a is Big Bird a canary? Big Bird's, a canary. Big bird's meant to be a canary, yeah. What? But Big Bird's but, massive. But canaries, are, but canaries are tiny birds, aren't they? They're like, yeah. they're like, I've seen canaries before. They're like that big. It's not is that, scale. Is that, is, that, is that supposed yeah, to, to be? Yeah, to be fair, if Big Bird was a real bird, it would have been like a mower or something. Well, that's what it's Even so, like, I mean, oh, gee, wow. I, I have we started? Is this, is this, we're recording? Are we on the, are we on the go? Yeah. Oh, nice. I think we are recording. 
for on the record, yeah. yeah. This, this is, is Barry Bullock yeah, Hour thirty nine. <laughs> so, so anyway, so so Big Bird is is definitely a canary. I can tell you that much for sure. Well, that's right. insane. The canaries are beautiful birds. Like they're really very sweet, and they like they're quite they're entertaining not big, to watch. They're not big, no. I'm the, literally uh, googling gas, is Big Bird a canary? Baby. Is Big Bird a canary? <laughs> what a sentence? There's got to be like a a special word for the sensation of second guessing yourself before you search something in Google because you're conscious of the fact that somewhere that will be stored as an internet search. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. is Big Bird a canary? Do I want this to be associated with my digital <laughs> footprint? Is that well, that's what incognito that the- <laughs> tabs for? It's for, it's for pornography, the age. <laughs> and weird search queries you don't want the stored on your Google. Trinity. The weird stuff that's not, like, bad, it's just weird. Sometimes you punch stuff into Google and your previous searches pop up and you're like, why the fuck was I looking up Maldives bananas? <laughs> pick a letter of the alphabet, Callum, and I'll tell you what pops up in my Google history. Let's it's, do it's it. This is, this is a fun segment. I like well, where this is going. It's kind of creepy, though, too, isn't it? No, because all my really uh, weird stuff, like, you know, toe fungus and stuff, that's all incognito tab. But <laughs> some, something interesting happened to me. I don't look up my toe funguses on regular Google. Give us a letter. All right, all right. Um, o. I want O. What comes up with O? Yeah. The only one that's potentially comedic is one fat bird. <laughs> That's pretty funny. That's pretty funny. All right, I'll do. I'll, you, I'll do. I'll go next. This is really disappointing. This is really boring. My first one is Office Works. That is boring. The third one though is Udi, as Udi. in O O D I E. Apparently, yeah. That, apparently, that? I searched for the, that. I don't the know. Big hoodies. They're like gigantic oh. fleece hoodies. Yeah. Udis look great. They look really, like really fun. They, they're sort of like <laughs> moo-moos, but as a as a Udis. hoodie, right? Have you, have you, any of you guys ever heard of Marcus de Sotoy? Marcus no. who? Marcus de Sotoy. He's a, um, he's a British maths documentarian. He's sort of like the, he's like the David Attenborough of, of maths, right? And he does this really great series of documentaries about the history of maths. And he does one talking about algebra. No, that's not the one I'm thinking about. He does one to, think, talking about the history of units of measurement, units of weight, right? Oh, it's and absolute goldmine, that field of mathematics <laughs> no it's really Ooh. interesting kb it's really interesting because i will need to be convinced all right all right I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll i'll try human brains are incredibly bad at judging how much something weighs by looking at it we're really really bad at it um so much so that our eyes can actually trick us into thinking things way more than they genuinely do there's he does this classic experiment where you have a series of weights. They are of different sizes and different weights. And you ask people to put them in two hands, have a look at them and tell and say which one weighs more. And people will always say that the smaller one weighs more if they weigh the same weight. Um, and it's uh, this is really, really recognized phenomenon. So, um, because so, so, so they have to be... Even though, re- they, even though they... Oh, sorry, you go big dog. I was just going to say that they have to be re- like... Visually, they have to look reasonably similar 
to, for the to make no, that kind of. Actually, they don't. Um, oh, like wow. you can have one that's like this big and one that's like this big, and, mm. and people will make that, which yeah. is really interesting. And what's going on is your eyes are tricking your your sensation of of, of touch, that the the effect which you're measuring gravity. And then if you put those things on scale, yeah, it's 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 quite fascinating. I I Sounds cool. I'd quite like to do that experiment one day. I, I watched this while I've been in isolation. How, how, how are we going, KB? Did I did I change your mind at all about the relative interestingness of units of measurement? I mean, not really. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine it'd be kind of fun if it was like a giant cartoon anvil made out of um, styrofoam versus mm. like a fairly dense boiled potato. Yeah, and everyone, you could do and everyone's like, like the potato can't be heavier. Like that, that could be fun if there was like yep. a clear faint towards like. Yep. But if it was just one, obviously rock, it's what, a double bluff. One rock that's slightly bigger than the other. Yeah, anvil. I can't remember what the exact mechanics of it are, but it's it's quite quite interesting. And you could definitely you could definitely play some fun tricks with it, like really well, get people. If you show me a video with styrofoam anvils and boiled <laughs> potatoes. You have my attention. Would you say that you've got a spatula for styrofoam cartoon anvils then, Karen? They're an underrated well, and underappreciated. Well, I can't really have a spatula for something that I've literally just made up. <laughs> that would be um, potentially quite egotistical to be like, that thing that I just improvised right there? <laughs> underrated. That's a spatula on the run. Take the spatula Let me and tell you about this great idea that I've got that I just mentioned. I mean, it is a great idea. Everybody hasn't been getting around around, and I'm outraged by it. I mean, I don't, I don't mind a potato as a foodstuff, but a, a styrofoam <laughs> anvil, I could definitely... I feel like there could be some fun to be had there. I learned something fun the, to, the other day because I, I watched the football. Um, I just got my, my free trial, and... Um, That's noise. I have to say, I reckon every ESPN slash Fox slash sporting hilarious moments has got to be playing that footage of uh oh what's his name what's the who's the big fella for port charlie dixon yeah charlie, charlie dixon's dixon. jumping the fence i didn't see that taking us did you not see that no i didn't see all it of was it. the best no. thing ever it was pretty good Hiffed himself in the fence and then he just hurdles the fence and sits down casual as anything like just <laughs> super cash on a seat oh it was it was yeah, genius awesome. he's actually yeah. kind of this is going into football talk but he's one of my smokies Ooh, this year to, to actually maybe pick up a brownlow charlie dixon to be the 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 forward that picks up a brownlow i mean that's that's really Only Lockett smoky. got up there yeah that's really smoky but you know that's like he's had a good year it's tequila smoky mm. yeah it's out of, it's out of left field yeah you get good odds for um for Charlie Dixon. In fact, what are the Brown Lords for um for Charlie Dixon? I reckon it'd be at least fifty to one. Anyway, it's Friday night, boys. It's good to talk to everybody on a Friday night. It's, it's good up. to chat to you, fellas. Two hundred and one dollars, uh, big deal for Charlie Dixon. To yeah, in Woo. there. Put two hundred and fifty bucks on it. You got yourself a nice little deposit on the house there. <laughs> two hundred fifty yeah. to one. Yeah, it's a that's a that's a bit of coin. But at the same time, it's yeah. not going to happen. So. It won't happen, but that's why. <laughs> that would be the one that, that but it I could. It's going to be. But it could. How good would it be? So I was uh, listening to the news during the week. Oh boy! And there was a good news story about a five-year-old African-pouched rat called Magawa, a trained 
bomb detector. Like he goes around in Cambodia finding landmines and he's just been awarded the British Bravery Medal for Devotion to Duty. Bravery and Devotion to Duty. <laughs> they actually... Great, big dog. They gave him... like It's like the <laughs> highest brave, bravery honour that, that a human can get in England and they gave it to the rat. <laughs> That's, it. Nice. It. That's nice. That's nice. Did they give him a jacket? Like, what did they pin the medal to? Uh, like, there's what, a full-on clip. I'll find him. Moagua, they gave him... Like, it, the medal looked massive on because he's not big. He's not a big man. Yeah, but what did they... What did they pin the medal to? Did they put a put him in a little blazer? They put it over his neck. They just put it over his neck. I love that. I love that. That's what you're you're uh, you're concerned about, KB. (laughs) What did they put the medal on? Yeah, because it's not the Olympics. It's not the Rat Olympics. It's it's a medal. (laughs) Usually the honors are are pinned to a blazer. They're not like slinging it over the neck. The rat didn't run the hundred meters in nine point nine six seconds. He's four times as quick per hour than. The average human person detecting landmines as well. Yeah, probably oh. because the human knows what he's detecting. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and would be naturally reticent to do so. Whereas the rat's just like, I've got to go smell this smell that I smell, and that's I, my job. And then I, I get fed ca- carrot scraps and tuna. He, he might he might be more aware of what he's doing intellectually. Adorable, mm. adorable. It's pretty sweet, though. Like, it's I pretty... guarantee you that the rat, whatever his name is, Magawa or whatever you said it Magawa. was. Magawa. He's a five-year-old Afghan or African rat. I don't know, Afghan or African. I can't remember. One of the two. Well, that's a big, that's a big difference <laughs> geographically. Wow. Either, way, either way, he's a long way from home. He is an African giant pouch rat, pardon me. Trained in, guarantee you. Trained he... in Tanzania. But he does his he does his best work in Cambodia. <laughs> so he studied in Tanzania. It's where he did it, got his qualifications, and now he is employed in in Cambodia. <laughs> what a brain drain going on here? Yeah, I mean that would be an, an insane story for a human, let alone a rat. So that's my that's my spatula. So hang on. So the spatula is for something that's underrated. So what oh. are you saying that um, you're saying that just generally his story needs more uh, airtime? Well, I thought the spatula was just if something was kind of like a good thing. No, underrated. But mm. you know, okay, well, Magawa's work could be maybe. underappreciated. Although I, th- I think it definitely is. No, fair enough. We we need some. We need these. Uh, I was going to say human interest stories. <laughs> it's a rat, but um, yeah, no, no, well done. Yeah, he's found Segway. thirty-nine landmines. And 28 items of unexploded ordnance over the last four years. His, ex- his exceptional detection skills have cleared nearly 35 acres, which has allowed these communities to live, work, and cultivate the land without fear of injury. That's that's pretty big work for a little rat. That's Those are some yeah, cool. some great stats. Some great stats there from Mogawa. Mm-hmm. Really sort of He's got a bit of work to do though, because they estimate that there's still between four and six million landmines laid in the country. Jesus. So he's got plenty of work ahead of him. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> a few more medals out of it. They need more rats. You better call that rat training school in Tanzania and say, "Hey, let's get some. Let's really start degree milling these rats." Yeah, you know, let's train them up and get them into service. We we need rats on the street here. The Pied Pipe is still in doing business. Yeah, he's at the music school oh, next door. Actually, on, on that, talking about Pied Piper. The, <laughs> the latest, now we've got a segue, KB. There's your segue. 
Okay. There's no way he's got a story about the Pied Piper. That's no, really... I kind of do. But <laughs> amazing. Not so much about the Pied Piper, but the Pied Piper is a nursery rhyme. Right? <laughs> no, hang on, hang on. Stay with me. Stay with me. So, it's tough sometimes. Okay. So we're, to, we're going into nursery rhyme territory here. Are we? And nursery rhymes are the biggest thing for Ryan at the moment. So I've got this <laughs> book. He's reading nursery rhymes. And holy shit, are they the most violent Racist. Yes, some of them are pretty grim. Misogynistic. (laughs) They're either full violence, Mm. full kind of sketchy, xenophobic, racist. Just kids getting belted up. What what are the What are the stories? What are we talking? Which Which stories are you? Little Polly Flinders sits among the cinders, warming her pretty little clothes. Her mother came in court her and whipped her little daughter for spoiling her nice new clothes. So she was sitting by the fire and she got her mm. dress dirty. So mum comes in and beats Jesus, her up. savagely. Mm. Mm-hmm. Another one, another good one is Goosey Goosey huh. Gander. Where shall oh. I wander? Upstairs and downstairs and in my lady's chamber. There I met an old man who would not say his prayers. So I took him by the left leg and threw him down the stairs. <laughs> so that's a goose who's walking up the stairs to his lady's chamber. So I'm assuming he's in some kind of weird relationship oh. with, a, with a woman it, yeah. and then found some old dude, presumably in the room with his lady. And obviously the goose said to the guy, say your prayers. And the old guy <laughs> said, I don't think so, buddy. And so then the goose beat the shit out of him and threw him down the stairs. Be a hell of a mm. thing to see a, a goose just like bearing down on this dude's ankle and just like dragging him across the bedroom. Goose, yeah. Ge- geese are quite aggressive, though, aren't they? <laughs> oh yeah, story chasing. They have their, they have their aggressive. moments, yeah. So, big dog, are you, are you saying you're worried about this sort of impression that these neurosy rhymes are leaving, just, leaving on your little fella? Because we never picked up on it. You know, you never do. And then well, he probably like, doesn't either. A lot of them probably wouldn't pass the muster have in you, terms. Big dog, have you noticed him running up and down the stairs and like making like making moves to sort of throw people at all? Is that? Oh, he's like, he's, he, he's 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 quite a handful at the moment. Out of the door. <laughs> when you take him down to the Collingwood Children's Farm, oh. is he just like throwing down? Tell you what, <laughs> just like. Marcus of Queensbury rules. Yeah, it's going to be interesting when he gets back to to the farm because sees a pig. It's like right, pig, you're mine. Sleeves rolled up. Don't have a pig either, but certainly like the horses and the cows and stuff like that. No, he'll he'll find one. He'll just turn around and say, "Dad, we're having bacon for breakfast." (laughs) (laughs) Hey, speaking of livestock. Oh, amazing! Love it already. (laughs) Fellas, I've got a bone to pick. I, I will preface this by saying, Big Dog, you'll notice how I'm saying the preface before I say the rest of the thing, by the way. <laughs> I am aware. <laughs> not, not of what preface means, but I know to just like... <laughs> oh, Big Dog, you know what preface means. Oh, preface that by agreeing with you. <laughs> well, no, you, Big Dog, you won't. <laughs> I'll preface the main bone by, but with, a, with a smaller bone. It's sort of a prologue, if you will. A prologue. A prologue to the main chapter of The Bone. I'm sure we've all heard these days of the the trend of the gender reveal. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. Which I think we can all establish is just a bit of 
it's complete nonsense genuine. and malarkey. It's complete nonsense, malarkey. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's Eric's it's, like, ooh, ooh, that gender reveal party I've got planned for next week. Huh? Probably yeah, I might uh, retract. Gender reveal party's off, here. guys. Exactly. I mean, he'd be re- he'd be revealing more than the gender, but um, <laughs> <laughs> if he were, big, big dog's actually just gone on mute. He's going to tell Sarah. No, no, get, no uh, I don't actually, care if you already bought the balloons. Yet, honestly, cancel honestly, the fireworks. Gen- gender reveal is is absolutely something that is not on the cards in our household. No, yeah. and that's that's good. Pretty that's despised. Good. We we expect a text from you, dog, and that's what we usually get. <laughs> yeah. Sarah's pregnant, boys. Chat to you later. <laughs> <laughs> that's all and you I, need, though. But that's all you need to do. Something along those lines. I mean, yeah. when you got engaged, I'm sure the text was just big dog. Big dog engaged. engaged. <laughs> that was literally. That's the text. I wish I still had that text. I I don't, yeah, I don't have that text anymore. to the point. Efficient. Efficient. Unlike gender reveal parties. Yours, please, Kieran. The Brisbane Broncos. uh, (laughs) Livestock. (laughs) That's that's brilliant. Brilliant. Love it. (laughs) Not tenuous at all. (laughs) No, the Brisbane Broncos are uh, an NRL team, as we know, um, playing in the uh, National Rugby League. Um, picked up the wooden spoon. Picked up the wooden spoon. Very, very apt from you there, big dog. They picked up the wooden spoon. It was the first spoon um, in their in the club history. They're a very story club. They've won a lot of premierships. They're a very they're, proud club. You describe them as a proud club. You describe them as a glamour club. But they've had a bit of a rough year this year. Picked up the wooden spoon, and they were they were playing in their last match for the wooden spoon. So the Broncos promptly lost that game and claimed their first wooden spoon. And at the end of the match, Darius Boyd, who's a, an excellent football player in the twilight years of his career, in fact, this was his last match, after the game on the field, decided to do a, a gender reveal by oh, kicking, kicking a football with powder in it. And the powder was, was a colour. Now, people just absolutely piled on Darius Boyd and the Broncos, saying that it was an absolute disgrace of a thing to do. And I, I sort of took exception to that, because if there's any year, take a step back and remember that there's things that are bigger than football, this is the year to do it. You know, yeah. mateship and family and brotherhood and all that sort of stuff. Can I offer an alternate opinion? May I be so bold? <laughs> Love I, it. I, I 100% agree with what you're saying. There's bigger things going on. and No doubt they wanted to finish on a positive note. But it would seem to me that he's put a bit of effort into planning and getting this happening, which on the face of it, you could make an argument that he was more focused on the gender reveal than actually getting the job yeah, done no, and no. winning the game so they could avoid that, the wooden that's spoon. That's fair, big dog. It's just a, it was just a ball full of powder. It, probably, it, wouldn't have been, it would have been given to him by someone else. I would assume that his, his wife or partner had... Here you I go, thought that, um, I Here's thought a... that most rugby players were sort of well acquainted with getting their hands on fairly significant quantities <laughs> of powder. Oh, oh boy! <laughs> sorry, sorry. Was that was that a bit too, was that a bit off color? Or... No, I like no, it. No, it's like timely. It. It's actually timely. <laughs> but um... here's a quote from an unnamed Broncos legend, unnamed yep. by the way. So they went they went bold enough to put themselves on record <laughs> saying this. Um, 
What has become of this club? Having a gender reveal after winning the wooden spoon, this club has lost all sense of reality. They are a joke. <laughs> That's, that's sense of reality. That is that is that is hyperbole in the extreme. If that in, is true. That is the sort of thing, the, the hyperbole is, you expect from like Super Bowl, right? That's what it, what that shows is that the, the players have actually got a a decent sense of reality. Yeah, you know they've had this torrid season where they've been smashed from pillar to post. Like they lost to the Warriors earlier this year, and some of the players, the Broncos, were actually crying after the match. Yeah, I mean they've had of like yeah they've the been abuse and the pressure. They've been getting it's the death end threats. of this horrific season, and like yeah. they've gathered together a, a unified act as a team, as a bunch of mates. And yeah, I didn't, I don't really like the whole gender reveal thing, but like the criticism that was levied at them after that, I think that's disgraceful. It's this idea, this like constant s puffing sort of pseudo macho bullshit that happens in a lot of sports. Mm. It's like they've had this horrific season that's finally over. And they've mm. chosen to take the opportunity to share a moment with each other. You know, we people love to froth at the mouth about sports. And it's like sometimes you've just got to take a step back and relax a little bit. Like saying that they've lost all sense of reality. I think it's you, mate, that's lost all sense of reality. You're talking about some blokes throwing around a, a leather football. Nice. Yeah. At that point, the wooden spoon, I... I, 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 I think about playing devil's advocate if it was a close season but wooden spoon yeah at the end of a at the end of a tough season you want you want to have that emotional connection to be like man you just lost it you should be feeling this same disappointment and pain that i am not just turning around and doing your gender reveal mm. but it if, seems like this season was a lost cause for a long time so if they want to have a laugh after the they get their butts kicked one last time I think yeah. I think everybody I, should just chill I, out i thought I, it was yeah. pretty a pretty ugly response yeah. When you consider like these guys have slogged their guts out for all well, these weeks and got like no wins. What I'm, from what I'm reading, his teammates kind of planned it because he was retiring and it was his final game. Like I'm not. I'm okay them. with that. I don't. I don't like. Yeah. I don't agree with the whole gender reveal thing. But that's fine. They they they've chosen to host that to show the bloke who's just like who is a legend of the club and has given a huge, presumably a huge number of years of service to the club. And has gone out on a brutal way. That's a brutal way to go out. They've they've chosen to get around him and, and celebrate the next chapter of his life. Yeah, I, I think that's nice. I think that's real nice. I yeah, I'd, I don't have any problem with that. I, and also, a public show of solidarity wouldn't be the same if your mates didn't get around with you out in public. You know, those people need I, to grow I, up. I'm man. with you, KB. I think that's people having a sook. What it cuts to is I, I've noticed over the years, I've realised that I've become kind of sick of hyperbole in sports reporting. I think generally speaking, we've lost sight of that the fact that these things are just supposed to be entertainment and fun. Like a few, yeah. like last year I read a, an article on New Zealand website that described the treatment of a player an all black in terms just in terms of selection is what is the context describe the treatment of a player as a national disgrace and what planet are you writing on this shock jock clickbait fucking bullshit journos describing something as a national disgrace it's like no homelessness is a national disgrace Mm. domestic violence is a national disgrace not maybe selecting one guy on the wing and then moving him to the center for a match sorry that is not a national disgrace Mark Reason grow the fuck up 
hyperbole in sports reporting. It's the end of the world as we know it. <laughs> there, there was a beer that I saw on the Instagram the other day from our, our friends down in Carrum in Dangton, which was a uh, glazed gin donut beer. And I sent that to, to you, <laughs> Mr. Eric DeCox, as, a, as our donut aficionado. Um, Eric and Drew's Donuts, Uptown Donuts, and, Uptown Donuts. and you suggested that ra- rather than drink the beer, you were just going to shove two jam donuts down a long uh, <laughs> If it's If it's one thing that I've learned from these these kind of outlandishly flavored beers, it's like you get a little hint, but it never comes yeah. through in the way that you want. That's true. Yeah. And I want my beer, and I want my donuts, so uh, I'll take the best of both, and I'll just stick a couple of full donuts uh, inside a VB long neck and you got dinner and a dinner and a drink. <laughs> and uh, I think it comes together quite nicely. If, it, any, of you, quite if nicely. any of you see that Dainton jam donut, I wouldn't mind a crack at it. So, uh, you know, maybe pick me up a can. Well, so this comes back to something that I don't know if we brought up before, uh, food in beverage. I, well, shout out, I'll shout out Bill Oakley, a former writer of The Simpsons, who has a, is a prolific uh, food reviewer on Instagram. Uh, and this was brought to his attention that in certain regions of the U.S., it's not uncommon to put roasted peanuts into your Coca-Cola. It sounds disgusting. Hypothesizing the idea is that, like, oh, the, these blue-collar workers, they didn't want to get their, their peanuts like greasy or dirty from their hands on whatever they're working on so they just go to lunch they tear open their little packet of peanuts their coke so they didn't have to wash their hands and i was i thought this is the craziest thing i've ever heard and i went into it almost primed to trash it and it's a lovely thing it the 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 salty fattiness of the peanuts cuts the sweetness of the coke really well but you get that you get that kind of candied flavorful caramelized taste from the coke so if you find yourself with a can of coke or a bottle of coke i should say and just a handle like salted peanuts it has to be a bottle well i suppose you could do it in a glass too um uh, just bring the two together i think whatever way you see fit the mouthfeel of taking in peanuts (laughs) mouthfeel is a band word on this podcast Uh, the texture of oh yeah the texture the texture the mouth of, feel of, 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 of VB and uh, and donuts it's oh yeah, exactly it's quite a reaction yeah. to the, the mouth feel of vomit as it comes back up the, the bubbles um, I mean it well. sounds like an insane combination <laughs> but if I if if the opportunity arises I will try putting salted peanuts in a glass of coke. <laughs> Well, and here's my um, top tip for summer, and I, I promise you, I'm not. Oh. This isn't paid buzz marketing for Coke. Um, there's, there's. Uh, yeah, did you get a new job? Of... What's going on here? <laughs> Eric's a really, really low grade influencer now. He's just like he's just paid to influence his his small <laughs> se- small circle of mates. Well, that's exactly and get them to it. Buy Coke. I led. I'm I'm here to advance American interests, and we talked a bunch about McDonald's, and we talked a bunch now about Coke. So I I'm getting my paycheck, and I'm cashing Amazing. it and sleeping easy. Ooh, uh, here's the taste of summer. I'll lay on ya. And this is this is a Spanish invention. I've been told something I read about out of uh, Barcelona. I think Cali Mochos. Anybody heard? Oh about yes, Cali Mochos. Yeah. There you go. That's Apparently, a, uh, there's some that, kind that's, of. 
that a, that's a Coke and red wine combo, is it not? That's exactly it. Yeah, oh, I and red, I Coke mixed it up. I got I got some cask wine in my in my kitchen. I, uh, the the goon sack is hey, out. Hey, and hey, uh, hold on, hold on. I've got a question. If it's a blend of Coke and red wine, yeah. does that mean that you have to drink it at room temperature? I, I would say it would be slightly no, chilled. No, because, yeah, because they drink chilled. red wine is slightly chilled in Spain, isn't it? Isn't that the... I think so. I think, I, Nick, I th- Nick, you've been to Spain, haven't you? No, I'm not. Oh, no. Even over... No, you didn't go to Mexico either. <laughs> no, that's right. <laughs> even over ice is how I've read it. Uh, yeah, so you, you red wine over ice with Coke, and it, it hits yeah. the spot. It's a, it's yeah, a I don't think you're cracking mix. out the Pinfolds Grange for the Kalimotos. I think it's definitely mm, your, sort no. of, your $5 corner That is a power shares. move. Well, so as we're approaching the first, what, 27, 28 degree day of the season tomorrow, I would say that Kalimotos, like... Eric, Eric, what about... Down. Go with me on this one. Peanuts, Coke... Mm. Red wine. Oh my god! The Kalimoto Extreme. <laughs> nuts, nuts about Kalimoto. <laughs> this this dives right into the next thing I had on my agenda. This is a segment I'm bringing to you. I'm going to test out. I'm calling it uh, "New Brew News." You can use. <laughs> and I'm looking over, looking over listings of newly released beers that have a different, uh, have taken a different uh, approach to flavor. Mm-hmm. I just want to hit okay. you with these. Okay. Who it's from, what the flavor is, and I just want like a five-second initial gut reaction to it. We'll ease in with some some gentle ones. Hey, a bit of hashtag beer chat. Beer chat, exactly. Mm-hmm. Keep that veneer up. Okay, so starting yeah. one. Uh, mismatch mm-hmm. brewing a Negroni IPA. What do you think? I I think I've had this beer, mm. and I think that it's underwhelming. Underwhelming. I think that it's one of those one of those like it sounds like a cool like Negronis. Negronis are great and delightful beverage. I've had many many. I, mean, I think in my, it, back in my working in Italian restaurant days. Sounds and sounds too too complicated. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's trying it's to not, do too much there. Negroni always reminds me; it's kind of more of a summer type. So then to go across to the IPA, a bit of a leap. Yeah, it's doing too much. I think. Fair enough. Yeah. All right, we'll jump onto the next one here. Bright Brewery, popcorn Ucopia, Ooh. popcorn, oh. popcorn beer. I've been drinking a Thoughts. lot of Bright Brewery beers recently because they got they got absolutely hammered by the bushfires first mm. off. Then got by hammered COVID. by having a concert with Katy Perry as if they hadn't suffered enough. <laughs> <laughs> what? Well, well, Katy Perry decided she'd go and put on a free gig there because they'd all been traumatised by the bushfire. If I was living in Bright, I'd be traumatised by the fact that Katy Perry is just offering to put on a show. It's a hell of a one-two punch. Oh, man. I, I, boom, I, boom. I, I genuinely... I'm going to throw this out there. I have a spatula for... I, I have a spatula for, like, intelligent people in Katy Perry because I just, like... Katy Perry, she just... You never know what she's going to do next, but it's probably going to be great. Causes you to stop and wonder... Is there a higher power running the universe and just <laughs> taking the piss? <laughs> yeah, I'll pay that. We'll rate the pop stars next. We'll go back to the popcorn Ucopia. Give me well, five seconds, right. Donna. You into it. Would you that, drink a popcorn beer? What do you want? I don't need popcorn. No. I don't eat popcorn, so that's enough. So that's a couple well, that's, dis- that's disgraceful. No, they, you don't eat popcorn. What the hell? It's, just, it's, ne- it's never been something that's been big on my, uh, on my palate. It's cheap, it's nutritious, what do you it's eat delicious. The I don't know whether it is popcorn nutritious. Yeah. If you make it at home with just a little bit of, just a, a little sprinkle of salt, beautiful. 
Mm. <laughs> I just I, I've been to Bright. Sorry, I'm still stuck on the Katy Perry. Thing. I like I've been to the Bright Brewery quite a few times. I've been to Bright quite a few times because it's just down the road from Dad's place. And and the picture, like the mental image of Katy Perry performing in Pioneer Park in in, in Bright, <laughs> where usually they have like a Sunday market where. <laughs> It's, you know, the land care stand is selling punnets of native seedlings and there'll be like a marmalade stand and stuff. Hey, listen. Like, oh, I mean, that is, that's great. I love yeah, that. To be fair to her, like that's a decent yeah. thing to do. I, I absolutely. Paid, I, it is absolutely. a decent thing to do. But, uh, they're, all, they're all leaning over woman. to each other and going, did this last win Australian Idol? Yeah, her name's her name's Kate Barry. <laughs> I know she's, Barry. She's, she's a good singer. Of course, the best thing that Katy Perry all ever bought us was the infamous shark at the Super Bowl. Mm. Oh, that was that's a great shark. Yeah, it's a great <laughs> Super Bowl shark. moment. Big fan. Eric, is there more beers on this list? A couple quick ones yeah. for you. This one, Two Birds Brewing Lemon Meringue. They call it a Lemon Meringue Pie PA. Oh. How do you feel? Pie PA. Is it a thumbs up on the pun or a thumbs down on the pun? Pie PA. Mm, it's thumbs up on the pun. Thumbs up yep, on the beer. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. If yeah, I'm, that's a New England IPA. New England IPAs, they're less bitter, they're fruitier, yeah. they're hazier. Yeah. yeah, lemon meringue in a hazy IPA. That's a that gets a big it tick. It does for me. couple two of my favorite things in life. Puns. Yeah. Lemon lemon meringue. Three of my favorite things in life. Oh my goodness. Three of my favorite things. Yeah. Oh, that three let's, yeses. Get a, let's get a four pack of that. Let's get a four exactly. pack of that. Yeah, let's Mm-hmm. Well, hey, I w- don't don't want to put the mocker on us. What's, what, next yeah, what's, podcast recording yeah. <laughs> could be well, we could be back in the game. We could be Jacinda's. Could be live. Jacinda's making overtures, isn't she? She's um over uh, the, there's today. There's been a bubble announced. So yeah, you got to go to Sydney. This you've got to go to Sydney. Yeah, and I probably like, will. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, actually, I have to admit. Sorry, just on that before you say your fourth one, Eric. We did have the most comical news conference to announce it they had our deputy now michael mccormick he's he he talks like this he's uh he's a man of the country and uh, there's nothing wrong with being a man of the country and you know soul of the earth people i myself am a man of the country and that's how he talks i tell you what <laughs> when you're trying to promote tourism and your deputy is like saying things about it, like saying the Northern Terrace is open for business. He goes, it's open for business and uh, the, the beers are cold and the fish are biting. See that, I did see that oh. as a headline. And I was just like, is he improing this or is he like actually like writing this down on a little notepad before he's he also, goes out on the got to realise that the New Zealanders that'll be coming over are not going to be tourists that are there to spend money. They're going to be Kiwis yeah. who were displaced, who are going back to their houses. Yes. Yeah. So, so, yeah, it's a pretty funny turn of events. But I am looking forward to getting back and drinking some delicious crazy beers. Eric, what other options have we got? Final ones here. I'm going to do it as a twofer because they both, uh, oh, I'm yeah. going to tip my hand here, they both disgust me. The, <laughs> the Black Brewing Banana Split Beer Ooh. and Local oh. Boys Burnley Brewing Banana Bread mm. Brown Ale. Oh yeah, I like Ooh. the second one. You're onto that. The banana bread one. <laughs> yeah, brown. Right. Eric says, "Give yeah, me a give me a VB and a nice slice of banana bread." I, I, I even that. S- stuff it down <laughs> the neck. I like bananas, but banana flavored <laughs> stuff. I would rather banana die. Flavored stuff. Yeah, yeah, none of that. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you, Eric. Bananas are one of those things that I like. The I like the thing. 
I like bananas, but I don't like banana-flavoured things. Mm. And the opposite is true for tomatoes. I don't really like raw tomatoes, but I will happily indulge tomatoes in things or <laughs> sauces sprinkled on tacos. Well, yeah, no, I don't know that. too many people who just like go to the fridge, grab a tomato, and just start eating it like it's an apple. You know, you always put it with something. You don't just grab it and just start just chowing straight into a tomato. <laughs> I, I, I mean, have actually people... done that, Nick Barry. It's, a, it's yeah, yeah, I know, I, but I it's not it's not a game. big thing to do. Like, surely, it's not like I'm not going to just grab a tomato and start eating what it. What if you're after a more savory snack, big dog? What if you're like, oh, I'm so f- I'm so sick of all of the fruit and sweet things I've been eating in my life. What is, what is my life? And you're like, oh, <laughs> delicious, savory tomato. Yum. Oh, I feel so much better. Clearly, mm. I all is not lost. It's okay, Ryan. Your dad has something to live for now. You know, like that could be happening. <laughs> wow. Sorry, I got a bit carried away there. That's um. Yeah, calm down, Tony Abbott. What's going on? Over there? I was gonna, well, to me, a banana is borderline savory, I guess, compared to some of that. That's really... That, that is that is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, really. That is some Peter Siddle kind of. Yeah, it's not. No, it's not. I'm just trying to like. Yeah, no, it's not. But yeah, that was a that was a wild misstep from you. There. <laughs> well, no, yeah. I mean, I was thinking bananas like, are borderline safer. Well, I don't find bananas. Well, okay, here's me. I don't. What I'm saying is, I don't find bananas overly sweet. Well, there you go. That was that was new brew news you can use, Thanks, and I think it did. I think it was a success. I'm going to see if I can order. I'm going to see if myself I can order an L lemon meringue pie PA. Exactly. Yeah, let's get us some. Let's get us some uh, some lovely two birds lemon meringue IPAs. Big fan. Big fan. Yeah, looking forward to tasting it. So we were talking about <laughs> may or may not have been caught in the uh, recorded segment. When we started, but um, we were talking about Mr. Bean at one point. Yeah, I don't know if everyone was there when we were talking about Mr. Bean. Yes. And Mr. Bean, and he was um, also a person who used to drive a three-wheeled car. Anyone remember the Mr. Bean car? Yeah, Reliant Robin. If I, I think it was. Yeah, yeah, the Robin Reliant. Yeah, that's that's the one. Well, he also drove a Mini. So did did Mr. Bean have multiple cars? He might have had a couple of cars. Must have. So the big dog has recently done a bit of investing, okay. and the big dog has invested in three-wheeled cars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? It's mm-hmm. amazing, big dog. So, so I've sent a link, and you can check out what I've invested in. This is this is amazing. Oh wow! After you mocked me for investing in a brewery, this better be strong, big dog. Because a, otherwise, I'm going you to. You became town. a shareholder, but you didn't get any shares in anything. Yes, I did. So I got shares. Like the, That's literally what I got. They're sort of like those big, the dumb motor, like tro, tri, <laughs> tricycle motorbikes, but with a car yeah. shell around them, right? Yeah. This is essentially, theoretically, a motorbike, but it's a car. Yeah. yeah. It's called. Electromechanically, and it's a Canadian company that is making three-wheeled battery battery cars for specifically for one person, and it's designed so that you know when you live in the city and you've got Mm. no space, it takes half of a car spot. Like smart cars. Sorry, you invested in this. I've invested in it. (laughs) Not a lot of money, but I put. 
I put a couple of dollars into them. Oh, Love it. Good grief. Love it. That is extraordinary. That is, that is amazing from you. I, I reckon to... they're cool. I'd get one. It looks like half a car. It is half a car. <laughs> Where's the rest? That's, it. that's the whole point. Yeah, but it's half a car. I'm not saying it looks like a small car. I'm saying it looks like half of it is missing. It is because half of it is missing. It is <laughs> half of a car. It doesn't need the other half. Oh, boy. I did not expect that. No, it's <laughs> two wheels at the front and one wheel at the back, whereas I think the Robin Reliant was the other way around. It had two yeah, wheels it was, at the back. It was the other way around. Yeah. yeah. But you I, just... I have an issue with the way it looks because the front of it looks like a very, very normal car. And then the back of it looks like a kind of futuristic, fun, small, funky, yeah. hybrid car. It's it's very schizophrenic in its look. Like if you mm. take your hand and you cover up, you align your hand with sort of oh yeah, the, I get uh, where you're going with it. The back of the wheel that just looks like a Toyota, and then the other, the rest of it looks like a fridge. Yeah. <laughs> I I like the concept. I have an issue with the styling. <laughs> Fair enough. From Fair the websites. Safer if than a motorcycle, a plausible. Well, yeah. Cooler than a car, debatable. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's. It's been a long one. It's been an exciting one. Um, some it's great investment opportunities out there one. if you're looking for them. It's been a meandering one. Um, <laughs> but that is it. Barry Bullock Hour 39 is in the can. We're all going to go out and drink some delicious lemon meringue IPAs and. <laughs> drive around in weird three-wheeled electronic Thunderbird 4s and save the planet. So, here oh, we go again. Planet solved. Oh, hopefully really. next apparently, month. Pa- apparently hopefully. The- yep, you'll be back. One of two things will happen. Or one of three things may happen. You'll be back in Australia. Donald yep. Trump may be dead from coronavirus. Oh, jeez. <laughs> he or- might be. He might still be alive and you might still be in New Zealand. So stay tuned next month to find out. <laughs> Exciting updates. It, it's been a bit like that. Stay tuned anyway. We had a little bit of bump in listenership in the last couple of episodes. So uh, if you are a new listener, welcome. Keep listening. We're enjoying having you here and we're enjoying doing this thing from our various corners of the globe. If anyone's got any good beers for us to try, let us know. Or good yeah, food. Yeah, chuck us a curry. Yeah, Eric's just saying, some, and all some, good food as well, and that's exactly right. That's, yeah. Some local delicacies for Eric to shove down the neck of a VB long neck. <laughs> all right. Roll out. All right. Take it easy. See you, fellas. All right.